Good evening, Hoops fans. Welcome to UC Caps Weekly. Been a little bit of a quiet week this week, Michelle. Not a lot happening WNBL-wise or Capitals-wise. Not a lot happening with the on the Caps scene uh, or on the WNBL scene. A few signings we can talk about mm. uh, talk in a about little a while. Later, yep. But um, in basketball news generally, my heart is breaking. I am crushed. I know. I am crushed. <laughs> Damien Martin has retired. Yeah. My all-time favourite athlete when uh, he came through the chute and just loved the way he plays the game. I remember it well. You used to rave about him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, uh, what a you know, I know this is a WNBL show, but he great, great Australian basketballer and uh, Definitely. good luck in his retirement. We yeah. will miss him. Massive career, six uh, NBL championships, won a Commonwealth Games gold, went to the Rio Olympics. Is yeah. uh, pretty much claimed by Perth now as a Perth kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the NBL has named the um, Defensive Player of the Year award. I after didn't him, know which that. Is great. That's yeah, cool. That's great. Yeah. Anyway, on with our Good WNBL UC Caps Weekly. Yeah. Now earlier in the week, I had a chance to catch up with the newest UC Capital, Brit Smart. So, uh, without any further ado, let's have a listen. Let's, before we go there, oh, let's, sorry. let's warn people, you did this interview on your own. Yeah. And you are known to have a fair bit to say. So, there is I a like little bit chat. of... You do like to chat. Yeah. So, there's a little bit of Brit Smart but in so amongst so does Brit, this, as you will hear. As you will hear. All right. We're very excited to welcome to UC Caps Weekly the newest capital, Brit Smart. Welcome, Brit. Hey, thanks for having me. So for those who don't really know you very well, you've been um, part of the WNBL now for about five years, since the 2015-16 season. But uh, you've got quite an a illustrious international career behind you. Oh, I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know exactly, uh, you know, if that's how you'd put it, but... Um yeah, I played over in Europe for six seasons, two in Belgium and four in Sweden, and had some success there. Um, had some ups and downs as well, as you know, that's how the careers go in sports. But yeah, no, it was a it was a good time over there. But definitely was glad to get to Australia for the sake of the you know that the league was good and also for English speaking people. Yeah. So what did uh, what did bring you to Australia in 2015? Well, you know, Australia uh, worldwide is known for women's basketball. So I knew a lot of Americans that played over here. And then I knew a few Australians who played here. My agent had a lot of contacts. So I had been kind of trying to get over here for a couple seasons in between my European seasons. Um, and it just ended up that I got here and just have been staying here for the last five seasons. So I'm very grateful and thankful for the opportunities. Yeah, probably a little easy to be here. Uh, than back home in the States at the moment with uh, COVID and all that sort of guff? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm definitely thankful. I, I do really enjoy Australia, um, even life outside of basketball and how they do things here. And, um, you know, I, I miss the States and miss home some parts, but um, the culture here really does suit me. So very thankful to be here and, uh, you know, so supporting my fellow Americans uh, from, from the far, though, and, and understanding <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the issues and everything that's going on on and off the court, you know, and mm. social justice and all that. There's been a lot of um, movement and in the right direction in some cases and in, in the wrong direction in others. So hopefully we'll get it all sorted out over there. 
Yeah, it's um, it's a it sort of feels like things are at a crossroads, both uh, you know professionally for sports stuff at the moment, and as you mentioned, off the court with a lot of social justice stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, um, I think there's been a lot of change. You know, the the one good thing about life slowing down, it makes you think. It makes you think where your priori- priorities are, how well you spend your time, what do you spend your time on first. You're with your thoughts a lot more. Do so you think what I think about, you know, it's kind of what you become or what you do or what you say. It all starts in the thoughts. So I think there's been a lot of self, um, you know, searching, I suppose, and really reflection. valuing what's important. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Self-reflection. And there's been a lot of um, you know, bad things as well, just people getting sick or, you know, if their home life isn't ideal or things like that. So it's just it's bringing a lot to the forefront, good and bad. Yeah, I mean, it's a strange life for athletes sometimes. I guess you're, at the end of the day, you're, you're playing a game. Uh, if you don't play that, the world moves on and, and keeps going, but it's still it's still your life. So I can imagine it's quite difficult. We've, we've talked with uh, a number of players over the past few weeks about the whole COVID shutdown thing and how uh, – and, and they've sort of said – Essentially, what you've said is that um, it does make you sort of stop and reassess and go, okay, what's important? But um, hopefully things will, will get on the mend and we'll all see all of you back on the court again. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I just have to trust and believe that we'll, we'll be able to get out there and get out there safely as well and managing the whole comeback and making sure that, you know, everyone's healthy to the best of, you know, their ability. And we also, also understand that sports is a risk. Um, but I also think it is. You know, for us um, athletes, it's more than just a game and more than just we're more than just athletes, so to speak. And of I course. think, you know, yeah, since we're kind of out there playing what what is a game, you know, it kind of has really become, you know, well thought out as far as strategies and and stuff on the on the court, but also how you manage people, how you manage each other, how do you. Um, you know, understand adversity and overcome them. So it, it's, it's very interesting because um, when you overcome things on the court or whatever your profession is, it's still real life. Mm. Um, and real life lessons can definitely come from that and spill over into, into multiple areas of your life. And we're just thankful that we get to do it, you know, in a playful way. At the same time, it's tough because, you know, we're, it's in a very public way. So it's, yeah. it's a game, yet it's watched almost by everyone or a lot of people across the world so it's highly critiqued so finding that balance as you know between work play intensity focus you know and and, and not letting the the stress of it all take away the joy um but that's that's in every area of life um i suppose but i do miss it i do miss the game and and looking forward to coming to canberra here here soon yeah, we're looking forward to having you here and watching you all play. Now, um, the whole fitness side of thing, you it's a massive part of your life off the court, out of basketball as well, as you're a, a personal trainer, you're into CrossFit, you're into all of those sort of things. We've we've seen uh, recently on your Instagram post, you've been doing a lot of promotion for your business. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what that is and, and how you got involved in that? Yeah, um, so it's called... Brit Smart Athletics, um, and I think the biggest thing that I've just been studying, constantly studying and learning from, you know, other people and movements and all this stuff and trying to put it all together to um, kind of just uh, reflect 
what I've been through as an athlete um, on and off the court, whether that has been doing you know, different type of classes or um, depending what country I am or what team I'm on, what I've gone through, the ups and downs. And basically, I'm just, um, I've been working on my curriculum of strength and conditioning and also in the context of sport, playing sport. And specifically, my, my sport is basketball, but a lot of the movements that I coach now, um, really, you could slot in any type of sport and skill work. Um, but just trying to find that balance of, you know, a program that suits a grandma who wants to be athletic as far as walking up and down her stairs and being able to play with her grandkids without pain mm-hmm. and being available for her type of life that she wants to, you know, an elite athlete, an elite uh, Olympian doing similar movements, but having progressions and regressions for what your goals are. And for athletes, um, whether that's the grandma to the elite athlete, the biggest skill is availability. And, you know, I've had some ups and downs with injuries and, and whatnot. So yeah. I've really just tried to take this, you know, unprecedented situation that we're in right now and figure out how can I personally stay available and healthy so I can be there for my team, um, you know, and just minimize the risk of injuries. But that's what I've really been focusing on. And then I've been able to do that with a lot of my clients, um, whether they play basketball or not. Of course, I get mostly basketball, but, you know, a lot of their parents and stuff are also doing their own training sessions and, and exercises that I've given them um, while I train their kid in basketball. So yeah, right. it's, a, it's a good mix. Definitely, and we all need a bit of that in our lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. You know, everyone's walking up and down stairs, standing up, sitting down, and, and we're just so used to living in pain, you know, but professional sportsmen or not, and now that I've just gone through this new way of training these last three or four months and, and tried it on myself, you know, I practice what I preach or I practice what I teach as well. And um, yeah. I found a lot of benefit from changing things up a bit. that playing, playing sports, playing with your grandkids, going out, kicking the ball, swinging about, you know, all of these things that really enhance movement, but also enhance, you know, relationships with your families and kids, being able to do activities with them. So that's kind of what I've really been focusing on is being able to, you know, move without pain and that it's possible. We can actually do it. We don't have to give up and just think that's just how life is. I get old and I'm in pain all the time. So well, that's talking but, to me, I'll tell yeah. you that. <laughs> and you can, you can hear <laughs> well, your passion for it too. It's great. You know, it's obviously something you I know, you're, you're I ramble. Really so, no, no, not yeah. at all. <laughs> and, and, of course, talking about physical stuff, you had, a, you had a bit of a tough season last season with the Flames. You um, – didn't play a lot of games and had injury dramas sort of on and off through um, your whole team did. I mean, you lost Cooney yeah. pretty early and um, a bit of a tough season when it's like that, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely tough because you can't ever really get in a rhythm or get in a flow or get some type of chemistry and stuff. So I, I do believe that if we were all on the court at the same time. We could have had something really good. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, but you can't focus on the what is or the could have or if only. Um, and so now it's kind of like what everyone is, every team's doing this year is how can we at least keep everyone healthy and available? It may be rusty or they haven't played in a while, you know, all that stuff. And yeah. they may, you know, still try to find that team chemistry within each other and in their own club. But I think that's the biggest thing. And, and, and I understand that that was um, tough for the Flames last year, tough for me individually and, and other players. And I think that's really been my focus, like you said, is to the best of my ability, you know, 
how can I prevent non-contact injuries, contact yeah. injuries, but different. Um, yep. And that's really been a, been a focus. I hope I can bring some of that, um, you know, that knowledge. And now that I've been able to kind of bulletproof myself the last few years. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, the last six games was good with, with Lance. I played the last six or seven. Yep. Um, and, you know, went straight into 30, 35 minutes a game. Um, it felt really comfortable out there. So I know my skill level and passion um, is definitely still there. So I, I was thankful when, you know, Paul Gores called me and, um, you know, just felt like I was a good fit for the team and kind of what they needed to really just help and supplement what they've been doing. I'm not trying to take anybody else's place or yeah. take over. It's more of, hey, what you got going here is good, and I would love to be a part of that and keep that going. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as you as you know, it's going to be a very different season uh, this mm-hmm. coming season because we're not going to have the imports at all the other clubs. Um, yeah. It's obviously for the Capitals to major holes to fill with Kia Nurse and Olivia Pooper, but I know personally both Michelle and I were excited when we saw that you'd signed because we've, you know, we've watched the game, watched you play over the last five years and, and definitely, personally, we think, yeah, that's a great fit for the Capitals and as you mentioned, you know, you've got, you've still got that skill set, you're, you're a great shooter, you're a tough defender, um, it's something we're really looking forward to personally uh, watching you play in the Caps Colours. Oh. Yeah, well, thanks. I do appreciate that. And like you said, with the Poopa and Kia Nurse, you know, not being there, we're definitely not trying to come and fill their their spots. You know, they have their own way of playing and their oh, own yeah. chemistry. But I do feel um, that we're still threats. You know, myself and Talia, who's also coming from the Flame, so That's at least right, we yeah. played with each other. Yep. So that helps. That at least the two newbies, her and I, have played together and we understand each other. And then it's just us integrating with the team. Um, and, you know, I've, I've used this example before, you know, Poopa's great. She gets her feet in the paint. She's annoying. She's whatever. But, um, you know, Talia Tupea, she gets her feet in the paint very differently from a Poopa. Yep. You know, totally different style. Mm-hmm. But she does a great job of creating um, for the team and getting herself in the paint. And she's young and, you know, this new environment. Um, and she did great at Sydney. So there's nothing with Sydney. But, you know, yeah. this new environment, too, it might kind of spur her on to even reach newer heights in her career. And she has a you know, big potential and, you know, I'm, I'm sort of there as, as a threat as well, but not comparing myself to Kia Nurse or anything, but um, hopefully I can provide enough distraction to really, you know, let the captains and, and all these other girls who've already won for the Cavs to continue to let them, you know, win and do well and thrive in their spots they've been doing the last few years. I think like you mentioned, I think with the both of you, uh, you and, and Talia, you, you, you bring accountability, like you, you're both – the kind of players who can't, you know, you can't sag off either of you defensively. As you mentioned, Talia is quite unorthodox in the way she gets to the basket and and plays, mm-hmm. and it's hard to defend. You see people really struggle to kind of contain her. And, uh, you know, you've got that outside game, but that quick driving game as well. So, as I mentioned, yeah, we're, we're excited for this new season, and it's a new look, and... Um, I think uh, it's going to fit really well together. Do you do you have any kind of relationships with any of the current players outside of Talia, our, our current Capitals? Um, not really, except for Kristen Veal. Um, my first year in the league with Melbourne Boomers was her last season in the league, and yeah. we played together. And yep. that was yeah. So that connection was really important to me. I um, really valued her as a teammate and a leader at in Melbourne Boomers, you know, my first year here. So I went to her a lot and, and got some guidance from her. And I love her calm, cool, collectedness. And that's, 
that's really I love her demeanor, um, and I think that she's been a great example for for the kids and for Australian basketballers. And she's the youngest um, youngest person to be drafted in the WNBA. Yeah. So she's she's quite she's been at a high level for a long time in, in multiple teams in multiple countries. So you know she has a lot of value and um, you know that she can give to the team, and it showed that she's done her part in the in the last season or two. So I look forward to working closely with her as well. Definitely. Well, she's pretty much loyalty here in Canberra. Was the MVP mm-hmm. of our first championship grand final series. Yeah. And uh, yeah. for those of us that have watched her a lot, we got to watch her through the AIS when the AIS had their very famous victory uh, in 1999. So they're a team of students. They're not supposed to win the competition. But Veely was right. uh, point guard in that team. So we're very familiar with, with Veely and, uh, and what she brings both on and off the court too. So... If if you had to have a contact in camera, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah, I definitely um don't take that one for granted. So <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna come there and just soak up all the knowledge that her and, and Paul can give me, and um really come to learn from the Capitals. You know, they're the champs back to back, so yep. they know what they're doing. They have some veteran um, captains and and players and some young guns coming up, um, and I can learn from the young ones too. You know, so coming in with an open mind of what do you need. How can I help? And you know, go and go from there. So sounds be, brilliant. I'm always, yeah, I'm always here to learn and constantly evolve. If I never evolved, I probably would have had to stop playing, you know, ten years ago. So you always got to kind of change and and be willing to, um, you know, do new things or be a part of a new team or take a new role and be as versatile as possible. And that's a challenge for me, and I like that challenge. Fantastic. So um, you, you've played in Canberra, obviously, before you're aware that our crowds are pretty vocal, pretty passionate. So <laughs> you're looking forward to being part of that? Yes, I'm, I'm glad to be on the right end of it this time. <laughs> so I've had, the last few years have been some really tough games um, between whatever club I've been at with the, and against the Caps. So yeah. they've been really good games, they've been close games, and you know the crowd's right there. So I actually enjoy the environment, even as an enemy, so to speak, I enjoyed it because... <laughs> You well, know, there's a bit of a special Sydney Canberra thing. It's been there for uh, probably twenty odd years, where there's a, mm-hmm. a real intensity between the Flames and the Capitals. So um, mm-hmm. you would have felt that, I'm sure, in every game when you're playing with Sydney. But uh, yeah, as you I said, you're going to yeah, for sure, you're going to be on the right side this time, and I'm sure you yeah. will get a ton of support from the people here at Canberra. As I mentioned, we're really looking forward to seeing you on the floor. But thank you very much for your time today. And uh, when when are you heading up to Canberra? Yeah, thanks for having me. And I should be up there around mid to late September, so not too far away, two months. Fantastic. Well, when you're up here, uh, we'll try to catch up with you in person, have another chat and uh, see how you're settling in. But thanks, Britt, for your time today. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Okay, we'll see you soon. There's Britt. Pretty impressive international careers, played all over the world, won championships, and I, I think she's going to be a good fit, as I said. She'll be a, yeah, she'll be a great fit. Brings lots of experience, leadership, and I just love the way she talked about, you know, I'm going to fit where the team needs me, mm. you know, yep. so it's about yep. the team, which was uh, really great. Yeah, and that's the kind of word on Britt. She's, uh, she's a team player, does what's needed, works hard, doesn't complain. Really looking forward to seeing her play. Well, there has been a – sorry, Michelle. You I was just going to say, so we're we're still sitting at nine signed yeah, players on the Caps yeah. roster. Um, I've heard some whispers, but 
Yeah. Nothing I'm prepared to talk about. No, that's yet. right. But if you look at the group, right, and, and sure there'll be a squad of 12, mm. 13, um, yep. and we know that there's some local kids hopefully that yeah. get a bit of a go. Um, uh, but, you know, that 10th spot, I'm betting they need to look at a big because mm. when you look at the team structure, you need someone to back up Tolo. Definitely. Right. Definitely. Now, you know, you can throw Kels in there for a couple of minutes and she'll bang away, but you need a big, solid body to give Tolo a bit of a break. So It'd be interesting because there's not a lot of bigs left. There's, there's not a lot not going a lot, around. There ain't a lot going around. So yeah. stay tuned and let's see where that happens. Anyway, mm. other signings. So. On to signings this week. Um, a few bits and pieces, um, players re-signing and coming back from not playing for a little while. Amy Clydesdale is going to be playing with the Flyers. Now, Amy's, uh, she was originally a Dandenong junior, I think. Uh, certainly started her WNBL career in 2010 with the Rangers. And uh, she went over to Adelaide, played two seasons there. She's coming back, playing with... Um, oh, she's come back already, actually. She played last season. And uh, she's signed again with the Flyers. She had that... Um, Pretty big game. Remember, Jenna O'Hay was out for part of the finals last season. That's she had right. that big 18-point game against Adelaide in game yeah, two of the semis. So she's she's a very handy player. Yeah, absolutely. Good, solid WNBL player. So that's a good re-sign. Definitely. Um, Amelia Todd-Hunter, who's been around the league for a while as well, probably 12 years. I, I think she's 12, 13 years she's been playing around the league. She's joining the Bendigo Spirit. Mm-hmm. So that, again... T- some experience, some age, yeah. good leadership. That'll be really good for the spirit. Now, um, Alex Sharp is an exciting new player. She played with the COE, went from the COE to play four years at Wake Forest, another big Division One uni in North Carolina. Uh, she was part of that 2015 Under-19 World Championship mm-hmm. bronze medalist team. So she has signed with Perth. Perth again. Perth again. Picking up picking some up good some pickups. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're doing some serious recruiting yeah. over in the West. Yeah, I know we've talked about it before, but we get, we're get we getting these kids out of college that are able to really jump in and uh, it's going to be a really good opportunity. And uh, really looking forward to seeing her play. Um, Sinead Greaves, who's she's just re-signed with Sydney for her yep. fifth season with the Flames. Um, she debuted in 2013 with the Boomers and then went up to Sydney uh, in the 2016 season. I think she season. floated around in the Siebel League for a few years before that. Yeah, and we've seen her uh, play in the New South Wales State League um, here against the Canberra teams League, and stuff. Yep. So, yeah, she's a, a good, solid player too. Another one of those you're talking about, those solid WNBL players that um, can just fit in. And the other one is Izzy Wright. Now, Izzy had been around a little bit. She played with Logan and with Perth a few years back, and she actually gave up the WNBL to to pursue her career in, in finance. So she, you know, the travel and everything was a bit much to having a yeah. full-time job, and she wanted to focus on that. But um, she stayed playing. She's been playing with Nana Wadding in the NBL uh, 1 last mm-hmm. season. Down in Victoria? Yep. And the Boomers have picked her up for this coming season. So she's uh, in a position, I guess, now in her life where she can start committing full-time to playing again. and um, She probably still works, most of them. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and most that of was, our athletes do. Yeah, yeah. The, the press release that came out about it said that, you know, she's in a position now where she can afford to work and and, and play. And play. Yeah. Um, she was part of um, one of the recent Australian three-on-three squads Squad as well. Squad members, so our own Keely Froling. Good player, yep, yep. Keely Froling. Um, yeah, yeah, great player and, and another good pickup. And nice to see someone uh, getting another go. 
at playing in our, our top-level competition. So that sort of rounds out this week's signing. We've got a, a few leads out there on some interesting uh, interviews and just, you know, want to wet the taste buds out there for people. We're going to be talking to some big names fairly soon. Uh, don't forget you can follow us on Instagram at UC Caps Weekly and on Facebook at just jump on Facebook and search for UC Caps Weekly as well. Thanks again for joining me, Michelle. We look forward to talking to you all next week.